Hi, everyone. I am very, very happy to be back again for another episode of Sustainably Influenced. This week, we're chatting all about something super important, seeing as we're in the heart of a cost of living crisis. Affordability. Affordability is not something that you think of when you think of sustainability necessarily. But I wanted to highlight that you can still get organic, better products that are, I want to say, more affordable. Obviously, that's on a case by case sort of basis. But I think that these products would be considered more affordable when you compare them to others in the market. Do you know, cost does come into sustainability because inevitably it's more expensive to be sustainable. I think as a business willing to take a bit of a cut with our margins because actually this is what's really important and you know our vision as a business really is sustainability is a core part of that. Now for me it's a really really key component whenever I make a purchase but at the same time I'm definitely the type of person who wants quality products and I'm personally happy to pay a little bit extra for something if I know that the quality is going to be there. That being said, the beauty industry is rife with products making outrageous claims and even with a more purse-friendly price tag. I don't want to be sceptical, but it does make me wonder sometimes, how can this product be so effective if it's so cheap? Okay, so let's get into the nitty-gritty of it all. Research suggests that consumers are increasingly seeking beauty products that offer a combination of affordability, high quality and ethical considerations. Studies have found that the significant portion of consumers, particularly millennials and Gen Z, those who are currently aged 11 to 26 for Gen Zs, and 27 to 42 for millennials, prioritise affordability and ethical practices when it comes to making beauty purchases. This shift in consumer behaviour is driving brands to adapt their strategies to meet these evolving demands, which is, I think, a good thing. In terms of affordability, studies indicate that consumers are more price conscious than ever before, but they're not willing to compromise on the quality of the products that they're using. The demand for accessible beauty options has led to brands to explore innovative ways to source cost-effective yet high-quality ingredients. Historically, the cost of sustainable beauty products has often been higher due to several factors that contribute to the production and development of eco-friendly and ethical cosmetics. One primary reason is the careful sourcing of organic and natural ingredients, as we've spoken about on previous episodes. So sustainable beauty brands often prioritise responsibly harvested, non-GMO and ethically sourced materials, which can be more labour-intensive and challenging to procure in large quantities. This dedication to ethical sourcing inherently raises production costs. Moreover, as we learned in a previous episode, the certification processes associated with organic and sustainable beauty standards contribute to a higher price point. Certifications such as Cosmos and EcoCert, while crucial in ensuring transparency and adherence to specific environmental and ethical criteria, involve really rigorous assessments and audits. And there's a cost associated with that with obtaining these certifications and maintaining them. And they're often passed on to the consumer, unfortunately, adding to the overall expense of sustainable beauty products. Innovative and eco-friendly packaging materials also contribute to a higher cost of sustainable beauty. Biodegradable, recycled or reusable packaging materials may be more expensive than conventional options, impacting the overall production cost. Additionally, sustainable packaging often involves investing in research and development and This is necessary to find these sort of alternatives that are both environmentally friendly and functional, 
because I think a lot of us forget that you can I mean it's a conversation that I have with people regularly where people will say but plastic is bad but I'm like but glass has a higher carbon footprint but they'll say recycled plastic is better I'm like yes it is but is it post-consumer waste is it ocean-bound waste is it virgin plastic that then there was a, a recycled plastic that's just been bottles that have been made to be made recycled to then be used for something it's just like you have to know where you're sourcing your products from and this is why traceability is so key the smaller scale of production is another factor sustainable beauty brands especially those who are just starting out don't necessarily have the money to scale the same way that these larger more established conventional beauty brands can enjoy and they don't always have that investment or backing from bigger groups and I don't know how many of you follow Sustainably Influenced or read the Sustainably Influenced platform we released an obituaries list essentially the end of 2023 of all of the amazing sustainable brands across every industry that we know that have shut down that year and there was a lot of them to name a few like clothing brands like Dye, period care brand On. So many brands have just shut down Care, who we've spoken to before for their laundry products. A lot of brands have closed their doors because they don't have that economy to scale. So I think people still need to bear that in mind. You can't just say, well, if you're starting out as a sustainable brand, you have to be able to do all the same things that these larger corporations do. Mass production can really lead to a reduced cost per unit or reduced per unit costs, I should say, making it challenging for smaller sustainable brands to really compete on that price and this is why there is a cost element there because that cost if you're not ordering a hundred thousand of each unit and getting that volume discount then that cost has to be passed on somehow to make the product however as consumer demand for sustainable products continues to rise i'd personally see that there's a potential for this potential to scale at a much larger rate to come into play. With increased adoption of sustainable practices across the beauty industry, advancements in technology and greater awareness, the costs associated with creating sustainable beauty products may actually decrease over time. And as more brands like Dr Organic navigate this landscape, they contribute to the ongoing shift towards a more affordable and sustainable future for the beauty industry. Moreover, the rising interest in organic and natural beauty products aligns with a growing awareness of environmental sustainability. So a couple of episodes ago, we spoke to Paige Tracy from the Soil Association, where we discussed certifications such as COSMOS, and that stands for Cosmetic, Organic and Natural Standard, and EcoCert. And they play a crucial role in ensuring consumers of the authenticity and ethical sourcing of ingredients. These certifications set stringent standards for organic and natural cosmetics, ensuring that products bearing these labels meet really specific criteria related to ingredient sourcing, processing and environmental impact. On the other hand, there may be challenges in the market, including the perception that organic or sustainable products comes at a higher cost. So addressing this is really vital for brands like Dr Organic, who we're going to be speaking to shortly, as they aim to make organic beauty accessible without compromising on quality. So as I mentioned, we're speaking to Stephanie Matson from Affordable Cosmos Organic Certified Brand, Dr Organic. I love Dr Organic products and I've used them for years. Um, and if in any of you are following me online, you'll know that I've tried pretty much every, and this is just a plug for the product, Nothing, this isn't sponsored, I just actually think it's pretty decent. If you're following me online, you'll know that I've tried pretty much every natural deodorant that is out there, and I've landed on two that work for me, 
And I love the Dr. Organic pomegranate one. And I also love one from another brand called Act. But that is a much, much higher price point. I think it's £21 for a small tube, whereas the Dr. Organic one, I think, is 6 or 7 So I'm using the pomegranate one from them as a natural deodorant. It's just much better and I prefer it. And yeah, I just wanted to get that in there before we speak to Stephanie, because I think sometimes when you listen to podcasts, you don't know if the host has a prior relationship with the brand. I've used the products for years and I'm really excited to have them on the podcast. So let's chat to Stephanie. So today I'm joined by Stephanie Matson from Dr. Organic, a brand that I absolutely love and have used for years. And I couldn't think of a more perfect brand or guest for this episode because we were talking offline and I really do think that Dr. Organic is a everybody brand. It's something for everyone and it kind of proves the point to me personally. I I don't want to lead the questions or lead the answers in any way, but I feel like it's a brand that is accessible for consumers, but also does what it says on the tin. It is organic and you are making sure that you have a certain level that other brands really should be aspiring to so thank you for joining me so how has Dr Organic successfully balanced the use of organic ingredients in your ranges whilst ensuring accessibility for a more diverse audience in terms of like I want to say more cost and then also diversity in terms of backgrounds but then can you share some insights as to how your approach in making organic beauty has made it more widely available Well, thank you so much for talking to me this morning. I think that just looking at diversity in terms of organic, it's such an important thing for us all to consider in terms of organic beauty brands. But we, we've we've sort of diversity has been something that has been really a thread from the outset for Dr. Organic. You know, we've been around for 15 years now. We always set out to be organic first in terms of our ingredients. And I think that We've really tried to to pull through in terms of bringing new products to market. We try to ensure that they contain as many organic ingredients as possible. And we always have done. There's really been a sort of step change in terms of what we're doing. We had decided to to certify. We really felt that the consumer, you know, yes, 70% organic ingredients in in our products right from the outset. But we really felt that the consumer needed to trust in everything that we're doing and there was there's no better way when you have unorganic products there's no better way of of instilling that trust than actually going down the kind of gold standard of of certification and that that's that's Cosmos certification with the sort of association so we have looked to to bring all of our our product portfolio under Cosmos this year and I think that that's a really kind of underpinning everything that we're doing in terms of you know building that trust in terms of diversity, in terms of sort of making our offering more more diverse, I think it's because it's such an intrinsic part of what we do, because we, from the outset, we looked to be everything for everyone brand. There's not been a point in our history where we've gone, oh, you know, we need to be more diverse. It's I like, I think right from the outset, we, we kind of set out to create these products that were for for every skin type, every gender, you know, we try really hard not to be gender specific. You know, we want our products to be suitable for for absolutely everyone, regardless of your age, of your gender, of the type of skin that you have. So we've got this really broad portfolio. And I know that 
you know, when you go into Holland about and you see us, we've got an enormous number of products, but that's because we've tried to, to be really, you know, we're looking to take the best from nature and create something that's really kind of diverse and accessible. When we talk about accessibility, I think it's really important for us to us to look at price point as well. And I think that it's been an important part of, of everything that we've done. And I think when you work in organic beauty, and I've worked in organic beauty for 15 years, sometimes organic beauty has become inaccessible in terms of its price point. And, you know, you've got that kind of price point, which makes it that much more difficult to make that one small swap so to swap from the non-organic beauty product to the organic beauty product when you're looking at a price differential of of, I don't know 10 15 20 pounds it's difficult for the consumer to make that switch but actually where we've come in you know because we've come in at that accessible price point yes it it is slightly more expensive than a non-organic I think as a consumer you'd expect that you would recognize that you're going to be paying a little bit more for a product that's actually been through that certification process but we're not that far out in terms of price so you know where you've got you've got a moisturizer you know our our moisturizers they're sort of the 10 or 12 pounds that entry level good quality certified organic moisturizer it's not actually that different actually when you look at you you go into say say a boots or a super drug or you know wherever you're shopping for your skincare if you're comparing the price point of the kind of moisturizer that you're buying in store versus our price point, actually, it's really comparable. That's quite deliberate on our part. We want to make organic accessible to all. We want everyone to be able to make that small swap. We want to ensure that everyone can actually do something that's both better for them and better for the planet. Um, so it's been, you know, quite deliberate that we're we're at that sort of accessible price point that enables the consumer to basically go I'm not compromising on a product I'm I'm not compromising for the planet I'm not compromising for my own skin because I'm actually able to get something that's incredibly good quality and has that stamp of approval from Cosmos and, and the Sword Association I'm able to make that switch without without paying any more so I think in terms of, I've got a very round, round the houses way of explaining this, but, you know, because we've set from the, from the outset, we've had this very much this focus on making something that is broad and diverse and is everything to everyone. We've ended up with, with a product offering that's almost quite different to other products you've got in terms of the wider organic space. I'm so glad that you spoke about the Soil Association and Cosmos certification because we spoke to Paige Tracy from the Soil Association on another episode and she was just incredible and it's so nice to hear brands that actually do use that certification and use it as a gold standard because that's what it is. I want to talk a little bit about sustainability. This is sustainably influenced after all. And it's such a key thing for consumers today. And I think conversations that I've been having across the board have been really varied. Some people are saying, and I do think that this is true, that sustainable products are normally more expensive or organic products are more expensive. But then a lot of people I know automatically live a more quote unquote sustainable lifestyle. Sustainability is a really key focus for many consumers. And I really would love us to elaborate and kind of deep dive into how Dr. Organic's commitment to sustainability in, I think, product development and packaging is is where it is. So how do you strive to minimize environmental impact while delivering high quality beauty products, but also 
thinking about cost because cost is so key to so many consumers nowadays. Do you know, cost does come into sustainability because inevitably it's more expensive to be sustainable. One of those really, really sort of difficult points where you you know, you you do. Obviously, we're a business. We do need to be able to to offer an accessible price point, and and inevitably, that's going to mean that that we need to make the right decisions when it comes to packaging. But actually, I think as a business, willing to take a bit of a cut with our margins because actually, this is what's really important. And you know, our vision as a business really is sustainability is a core part of that. And I think that we're looking to hit that sustainability marker. And sustainability is more important to us than actually profit because when you're building a brand that's about about people and planet, it absolutely has to be. And we've made some difficult decisions when it comes to packaging where we're like, no, actually, we're not willing to pay a little bit less and get packaging that is substandard or is not 100% recycled. We've got the gold standard when it comes to organic beauty. We want to have the gold standard when it comes to packaging too. And we've been really lucky and really grateful to to our, our packaging partners because we've got sort of been made, have packaging types made available to us that actually enable us to go that one step further. For example, we've been able to switch all of our shampoo, conditioner and body wash bottles into ocean bound plastic. And in terms of that offering, it means that the packaging, um, the, the actual plastic has been sourced from the river courses and the seas before it actually gets out into the ocean and turns into microplastic. We've been able to source that packaging type and use it. And as a result of us being able to use it, we alone are preventing 41,000 kilos of plastic from entering the oceans every year. And actually, that's not a cheap option. That is the best option for the environment. It's 100% recycled. It's sourced from the river courses. It's sourced from the sea. It's plastic that actually otherwise would have turned into microplastic. Um, caused uncharted issues across the globe. And actually, I feel like as a business, we're really grateful to be able to make these kind of choices. But these these choices, they're the best for the planet. And I think that we're really proud to be able to do that. I can't speak for other other manufacturers and like, you know, like other other beauty brands, but actually as a business, I just think that what we're able to do is really amazing. It doesn't mean it's cheaper. And actually, by and large, it is more expensive to be sustainable. But actually, that's what's important. And I think we've already talked about what's important to us as a brand and the fact that, you know, we're moving towards wanting to be that really accessible, accessible beauty brand. This is about planet over profit. And we want to actually be able to do that bit more when it comes to sustainability and when it comes to actually sort of feeding into into climate action and into making a difference. Because at the end of the day, Without our planet, what do we have? And I think more and more brands need to kind of adopt that better for the consumer, better for the planet, better for people, mindset over profit first. I'm the amount of companies that I speak to and they say, oh, well, it's all about the bottom line. I'm like, is it really? Like, it's a question that I ask a lot. As we've spoken about, you've mentioned creating an accessible beauty range. So it often involves addressing really various skin types and concerns. And there's a million different concerns that people can have. So how does Organic prioritise that sort of inclusivity in its product offering? 
it's one of those constant challenges. And it's, it's actually quite exciting looking at what could we do and what ingredients from nature that can we sustainably source that are going to actually make that difference. And it's really important to say that with our ingredients, we do ensure that they're sustainably sourced first. It's not about just taking organic ingredients and going, you know, actually that that's going to make a make a real difference to someone's skin. We've got to have ingredients that that um, not only do they make a difference, they need to they need to be from a sustainable sourcing um, as well. They need to have sustainable sourcing um, in mind as well. In terms of sort of being broad in our offering, we are constantly looking at different trends looking actually at what consumers really want and and the kind of issues that they're looking to address um address with their skin and we're constantly innovating it's really really exciting looking for those new ingredients um that you can bring to market that actually help help consumers and really make a difference when we look at our product range we end up having to sort of segment different product types and you'll see that we've got slightly different designs we obviously we rebranded um well rebranded not really a rebrand it's more of a, a sort of a brand refresh and it was definitely an evolution when it comes to our packaging rather than a revolution but we've got two different kind of looks and feels to our product ranges one of them is is our core range is a core design and the other one is very much the benefit led approach in terms of our design so you'll see that we've tried to kind of pick out different kind of skin concerns and we've tried to highlight what those skin concerns are and how the organic ingredients that we're using or addressing those skin concerns and you know we're constantly looking as I said to innovate and sort of address new skin concerns I think what's important to us is kind of looking at at what consumers are really buying into at the moment and, and how we can really go about creating a product range that is addressing those issues that consumers are looking to looking to address right now and how we can create something that is actually better for the planet we're really excited to be bringing some innovation coming in early next year. And that hopefully is going to completely new, new product offering um, to bring to market. Really love whenever you bring out a new range, because it's always such an exciting fragrance or like the scent or whatever it is that you're doing. I always think, oh, this is something that people are wanting or something that I'm seeing trending. So you always respond very well to what's going on in the industry. The last thing that we brought out to market, I think we we talked to you about, was our ageless range. And that was actually using British seaweed. And I think what was really interesting about that is that we wanted to create something that was purely British. And um, what we did there is source um, seaweed that's actually hand cut from the um, the shores of northern Scotland. Um, and it's, it's hand harvested. And the reason it's hand harvested is because then the team who are there can sustainably harvest. So they don't over harvest they're actually picking the crop um, and, and, you know, taking those in, uh, that ingredient and actually being able to bring it to us. So it's fresh and it's pure and contains all of the kind of the, the nutrients that you want to inject into your skin. Um, and obviously, if you have a chance to use that product on your, on your skin, it's really beautiful, really sort of lovely, lovely product range to be able to bring to market. Um, scent profile wise, it's got the kind of, you know, very, very light rosemary scent to it. We, we wanted to evoke the scent of the ocean, but it's something that was really refreshing in terms of the, the scent profile. So, yeah, I mean, that was brilliant product range to bring to market. And with that product range, we've actually gone into 
into Holland and Barrett stores. So it's now available in Holland and Barrett. That's sort of, that's that's sort of you know fresh off the press. It's, it's just gone into Holland and Barrett stores, and we've actually just gone onto Ocado as well with that product range. So exciting! Um, I can't wait to see how consumers receive it. Um, it's brilliant to bring that kind of innovation to market. And as I said, I absolutely can't wait for next year and some of the innovation that we're going to be bringing forward because in some cases we're bringing something to market that's addressing a skincare concern but we're using a completely different approach to it so can't wait it's really exciting (laughs) for the last question I want to talk a little bit about evolution the beauty industry is constantly evolving and consumer preferences are shifting I hope they're shifting more towards cleaner more transparent products so how, like I said, you're really good at responding to trends, but how do you stay ahead of the trends and ensure that products meet the demands of sort of that environmentally conscious consumer without compromising on effectiveness? As a brand, we have our core pillars and our core pillars, are, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, they're around transparency, quality, accessibility and, and sustainability. And I think that we, well, we do obviously look to the trends that are you know, in the market at the moment. We don't necessarily always follow them. Um, I think what's really important to us is being true to our core values. And actually, you know, if if we're kind of dovetailing with the trends, then that's great. But actually, I think as a brand, we have to be true to ourselves. And I think that, you know, what we're looking at doing is really building Dr. Organic to be that pillar of trust, of quality, of accessibility and sustainability and trends sort of come and go. But actually, we, we don't intend to come and go. You know, we want to be around for a long time we want to be we want to be the brand that consumers look to to provide really exceptionally high quality cosmos organic certified um beauty products that you really can you can trust um and you know that you know are, are going to work from the outset you know you know you've got a got a particular skincare concern and you can turn to us for um for products that that actually really work so trends they do sort of come into a you know a little bit about about what we're doing but it's almost sort of I, I guess in a way accidental but we are as I said we're, we're looking to create something that is actually more for the long term. So I really love working with their team and Stephanie's always so passionate about organic beauty and it really does show and it was nice to get a little guest feature from her cat <laughs> it was making me laugh when we were doing the interview he just walked straight across the screen at one point. It was great. We do love a furry friend on Sustainably Influenced. If you want to learn more about the brand, as always, please check out today's show notes and stay tuned for the next episode where we'll be talking about sustainable fragrances with an absolute icon in the fragrance industry. See you next week. Until then, you can subscribe and listen back to previous episodes of Sustainably Influenced on all good podcast platforms. You can follow at Sustainably Influenced on Instagram and TikTok. This season of Sustainably Influenced was produced by Content is Queen, sound editor Amber Miller, and presented by Bianca Foley.